the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to the Minnesota Football Show. Hey, who's that guy? I know that voice. I know, right? <laughs> I'm back in some sort of a sense. Uh, I am here. I'm Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. Um, I am here with my partners in crime, Eric Silver-Benamit, and of course, the one and only Bridget McDowell, and this is the Minnesota Football Show, but today we'll feel that we won't be talking much about soccer, but more about the stupid, crazy, racist stuff that happens in soccer, and overall, we'll try to keep it as light as possible, but it's stuff that we do need to address and talk about, because, I don't know, I'm just tired about it, so. Yeah, I I did due diligence to get some positivity towards the end, but you're spot on, like, we were just talking about this before we started record here that we've had some, we've had some rough weeks definitely in the, in the past in this program, but I mean, we did the Vinnie jr. Thing last episode. And then it just seemed like floodgates for, for two days, like story after story, and then an update on the Vinnie jr. Thing. And then more just like what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's like, there's not enough soccer going on to like, maybe flood those timelines and you start just like all I have seen is this stuff the last yeah last week but yeah Definitely. like an hour like an hour after we got done recording last week I don't think you'd even posted the episode yet I don't think yeah. so no I hadn't <laughs> and I was like oh here's another point here's another nope. one I think we'd we'd added three to the notes before you yeah. even posted the episode that's what happens when you guys record early that's, that's all I got. yeah yeah <laughs> Ah, well, let's uh, let's start digging through the shit here, the pile of dog shit. Um, speaking, I'll, I'll, of, speaking of crap, yeah. Um, um, you guys know what a dung beetle is? Oh, yeah. Okay. So a dung beetle walks into a bar and asks the bartender, is this stool taken? Is this stool? Good, nice one, Rodrigo. Was that, was that yours or Santi's? No, that was mine. Okay. Um, that I can't even tell life. anymore. You you guys are like on the <laughs> same like, level of dad jokes. Yeah, so I don't are, I don't know who are, it's coming yeah, from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the same person. At this That's point. right. We are. I mean, you don't see us at the same time right now, right? It's <laughs> true. Um, Bridget, I I think once again, it's one of those things where it's not necessarily like. <laughs> how did I say it last week? Uh, uh, I know you don't want to, but would you please elaborate? Kind of a thing. None of us want to do any of these. But I'll let you kick it off with the NWSL. This this one rolled in. Yeah, this was one of those that came in shortly after we finished, I think. Yeah. Um, so San Diego hosted Angel City Saturday night. Um, and that was the, the home opener for San Diego in their new stadium. Uh, lots of big names there. Lots of hype around it. Um, so there should have been plenty of really good stories following that. Yeah, it was a big... Big game, San Diego wins. That part we covered. <laughs> this yeah, part we did. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, so it turns out that um, 
uh, a supporter the next day posted about um, it started with the anthem, of course. Um, somebody in front of her, a woman, like walks back up to this woman and says, "Stand for the anthem or leave. Go back where you came from." Um, the sadly, the usual BS. Yeah, uh, classic. But it kind of it kind of snowballed from there, and uh, this woman tried to get a little physical with the fan and. These are a bunch of uh, Angel City fans who traveled for the game and uh, seemed like they were in a, a good kind of rowdy supporter section and it should have been a good night. Um, the fan's husband posted as well about, you know, talking to security and trying to like calm the situation down and that didn't go well. Um, and it took, once she posted this, uh, fans around the league and and even within um, like the San Diego supporters groups uh, were posting like apologies and like we, this should not happen. We're sorry. Like we'll demand better from the club, the club hosting. Uh, but it took San Diego until I want to say it was like late Monday or early Tuesday to post a statement saying that they're aware and they're investigating. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I mean, that's the absolute minimum that you would expect in those situations. And they, yeah. they reached that minimum. Um, yeah, haven't heard policies. too much. Yeah. Right. Haven't heard too much uh, in follow-up, but I think that's going to be one that we'll be watching for a while. And I'm sure we'll, that supporter has been, uh, Natasha Kana Deng, if you want to find her on Twitter. Um, she was the one that was verbally attacked. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Right. And she posted a picture of the fan who attacked her. Uh, older white woman standing in the crowd. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you really hope that it doesn't happen at... I mean, it shouldn't happen at any game, but when you're at a game like that, so much hype around it. Yep. It really should should have been a bigger story, honestly. Um, right. But, yeah, we'll ah. see how San Diego handles that moving forward. Yeah, we'll see. I we'll mean, see if they handle that moving forward. Yeah, I don't know. Better phrase. But, but I kind of feel bad, too, though, because, like, you know, that's where Sarah Fuller is working at right now. We haven't uh -huh. heard any comment from her and usually she's pretty adamant about things um but i think she did post something else not sort of the, but yeah it, it's a it's just you know like specifically when you're trying to build out um attendance at women's soccer game just like aurora has successfully done imagine if aurora had a stadium of 32,000 people right and, and 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 this is one of those things was like you, you can't, in a sense, be an inviting venue or a safe venue if you're not able to take stand against some of this uh, abuse, right? And I think that's just one of the things that I don't know how San Diego is going to hold out or how the league is going to hold on to because the league has also been suffering other type of um, issues that are ongoing for a long time. And so... Like it just keeps on being add, added and added. And I honestly, you know, you know, I, you know, you guys ever remember, you guys ever watch that 70s show? 
Yeah. There's a there's a there's a there's an episode or a scene where like Eric and his dad go to like a football game, and then one of the one of the fans was a Packer fan, I think, like insults his dad, and then Eric just he goes, "Okay, I'll handle this," and just goes out and just beats the crap out of the guy, and he gets thrown out of the stadium. And like, there's sometimes I want to I want to reenact that scene when I go to the stadium, sometimes just to be like, you know, I just I just enough is enough. And sometimes you yeah. Somebody has to be the enforcer if no one's. Yeah, else, that's right. No one else is going to be. If no one's going to be able to be the enforcer or at least follow the rules, and 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 it's totally a lack of understanding of what the rules are between the the organization and the security, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you know I'm hoping we do better, but at what point do we keep on saying you know how much more times do we have to keep saying do better before we actually do? Oh, right. so well said. I mean, the, um, I think the one good thing with this is that that opponent was LA, and with a lot of the names that are uh, linked to the club Abby Wampak, Glennon Doyle, um, Jen Garner, uh, they're all really active in terms of equity and like getting people out there and, and having yeah. a, a safe and celebratory time which is what this was supposed to be right um i feel like they might be able to put some pressure on these things and uh, so that they may actually get addressed in some way yeah uh, to pig- piggyback off that i was thinking about this as you were saying that too it's just it also kind of goes to show how how no place is safe how there's vulnerabilities exactly. everywhere because we're, yeah. we're talking about what is generally like a pretty progressive uh open league in california not that all of california is is you know homogenous in any way but you know hashtag coastal elites <laughs> but having all those all those things put together though and still having an incident like this happen there it just goes to show it can literally happen anywhere all right well uh, one down bunch more to go um let's jump yay. to mls <laughs> yay <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who wants to take this one. Rio, you want to you dive into sure. uh, in, Inter Miami and uh, who was it? Who who did they play? DC. I just got the name. DC there you go. Thank you. It go was the it. it was the it was the British. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. what you want to call it. I don't know what you call it a derby, but you know, whatever. We'll come up Rooney with some Neville. crafty name. Yeah. Yep. The Neville Rooney um, Derby for right now. So Miami DC DC United were playing a game. And um, it was alleged that DCU forward Taxi Fountas directed the N-word at an Inter-Miami defender, Damian Lowe. Lowe's um, legend. Yeah, right? Who, who I don't know, which Brazilian player just, just memed him on that one exhibition? Was that, That's Barcelona, right? Yeah, it was Barca? Yeah, it was Barcelona. Uh, yeah. yeah. With that turn where he just, just stepped and stood there? Anyways, yep. right? Um. um of course, um, Pontas issued his own statement saying denying the allegations. Um, you know, he's saying that he did not use the words that he's being accused of using, that despicable racial slurs one of the announced did not use. But the incident happened around the 59th minute of a 3 2 Miami victory. It followed a scuffle between uh, Pontas and Lowe, uh, Miami defender. Uh, Aim 
Mabika then reacted angrily to Fanta's referee Ismail Elfaf cautioned both over the incident, but then proceeded to confer with the captains, both teams as well as the prospective managers, Phil Neville and DC United Wayne Rooney. Um, you know, they kind of broke up in, into groups and uh, as much as I like talking trash about DeAndre Yedlin, he's actually been a, a, a decent person in the aspect of situations like this. And so um, when we saw it uh, with uh, San Diego Loyal, there was like um, incident, the, the, the teams kind of split out and they talked about what they wanted to do. And um, Inter Miami was not going to go back on the field if uh, Fontas was, was, it was going to be playing. And so Phil Nello communicated that to the refs and communicated that to Rooney and Rooney took Taxi Fontas out. And in the game, His credit, yeah, game good move. so, so I think, uh, you know, I think that that's, you know, like how we want the situation in a sense to be solved, remove the, the, the person out of the equation so the game can continue. And I think Rooney, Rooney did a really good thing. I mean, he said, you know, when they asked him, he goes, there was a complaint, which I'm sure will get investigated. Not much more can I say. So, I mean, um, and I thought um, this could have gone either way in the sense of what we've seen usually, right? And what mm-hmm. we experience usually, right? Especially with our, own, with our own Minnesota club, right? We still don't know anything. And we still, you know, there's, there's lots of speculation that we can say and lots of people taking whichever side they want to take, but we still don't know. And in the situation, you know, um, there seems to be more witnesses to the aspect than, than, than another one. So this one has a strong case to, of some sort of um, punishment um, for uh, the player. But again, like, it's like, here we are again within the same week. We, we have the same day, literally almost like mm-hmm. we have the, the situation and um, applauding the, the the actions that were taken by both coaches in order to be able to do that uh, because that's exactly how we want them to 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 react but at the same yeah. time still extremely disappointed that we have to deal with yeah. this stuff in this kind of age so and the, the pause oh, go ahead please just to clarify your point with lots of witnesses the the officials didn't hear it um, so Alfath couldn't uh, couldn't give taxi the card. That was one of the driving factors behind the substitution. But um, plenty of Delos teammates heard Yedlin. They were they were all over there. Um, so hopefully the fact that they're all speaking up to it uh, won't be treated as biased since they're all on Delos team. Um, not enough people like neutral or on the other side also heard. So we'll. We'll kind of see how that part plays out, but, but yeah, there's, I mean, Yedlin's the guy, one of those guys that you want on the field when that stuff happens. Same thing with the official Elfath. He's been pretty good about this stuff. Yeah. Um, Yedlin is a big leader in the um, black players coalition. So he went immediately into, you know, business and advocacy mode on that front. So that's all I was going to say is one of the big changes with this incident was those press conferences afterwards, both Yedlin just really laying it out there and, and uh, just doing everything you set up. But even, even hearing from, uh, from Neville though, too, like he was, he was spot, he was on it right away as well. So the fact that you got the coach and like you said, like this really important advocate, like out there right away, 
to kind of plead the case and give their perspective was kind of new and a little refreshing, I thought. Um, to something and Rodrigo welcome, said, right? and absolutely welcome, <laughs> yeah. absolutely welcome. Um, I would pause it and I'm, you know, surprise, surprise, I'm going to push harder against Minnesota United, but I would posit that they share some culpability in this whole situation for having done nothing with Franco Fragapane and kind of allowing this hole to kind of stay in place where this other player can then follow and use the same line and the same excuse of, oh, I didn't do it. It's not what I said because it's happened before. So like the more you build this, this, uh, this excuse, you know what I'm saying, without any kind of consequence, the more it's going to get re- recycled and used. So had Minnesota United that, done something, maybe it, maybe it makes a difference, maybe it doesn't, but I draw a line. I draw, I, I draw a direct line. Go I ahead. would too, but I think um, we also have to remember that uh, when you have a player who's saying that they didn't do it and you don't have enough parties there, uh, with the San Diego Loyal situation, there was a camera right there. The camera was, and a microphone was three feet away when it happened. Um, that was not the case with Fraga or with Taxi. Um, so then you, you know, if you're going to have a, um, like a non uh, zero tolerance policy, then you, you do run the risk of, you know, a player can say, oh, he said this. And that player, you you know, even if he says he didn't do it, or maybe he didn't do it, uh, has to deal with consequences of that. And that's, I mean, it's, I'm not saying that, that people should get away with anything because there's a slippery slope. I'm just saying that. That's, that's um, the thing there. Slippery slope. It's yeah. hard to it's hard to bring the hammer down when you only have so much information. Yeah, and you know these guys aren't going to admit to it. They're not gonna. They're t- we're talking about their career. They're not gonna say, "Yeah, I." Yeah, well, you how about know this? You're right. I am a racist. Yeah. <laughs> so how about this? Know, well, I'll I'll, 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 yeah. I'll rephrase. I'll rephrase. So what? Uh, well said. Good point. So what? What would have been nice? would have been have Heath maybe acknowledge it like Neville did, or maybe have another player in the press conference, just come out and say something like, right. Voxel or somebody be like, you know, there was, there was some weird stuff that happened. But I think the situation is that this is still, at least there isn't really like full blown explored and tested policy or procedure or how how this is being handled right now. Like it's, the procedure that that they're following is 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 you know to be honest a work in progress like which is infuriating because yeah no i know yeah, it's, it's all and it's all behind closed doors which is why right. we feel like nothing has happened with fraga right. but i'm 90 percent sure that a million things happened with fraga that we just don't the, the thing about. is is that i think we need to have a much clearer um process and that's the that's the issue that i have with and we because we don't yeah. like right now like like if the ref doesn't hear it he can't do anything about it he can't punish it which i, I understand right in a sense but at the same time if um how do we um value players accounts if there's more than one and how much weight does that carry for a sort of punishment, right? I think that's what the situation needs to needs to address. And I think there needs to be 
in a situation just like in, in, in the Miami case, um, you have a representative like, like um, Yedlin, right, who understands the process and knows what it needs to be, at least it knows what the Black Players uh, Association wants to be able to done. Uh, I think that needs to be hap happening in every in every MLS scoop. So in case something does happen, then someone is aware of what the process is. And I, I think like the that. situation that, Seems like that, that way minimum. we know because you can't you can't not devalue the accounts of other players. Yep. Right. And it yeah. should not weigh less. Right. And the same goes both ways. Right. Like if someone was up, was up to come out and say, Taxi, I didn't hear Taxi say that he wouldn't say that. And that's that's valid. You can make that argument as well, too. But as far as I know with this story, I haven't seen anyone from D.C. United say anything else besides Taxi. Right. So so it, 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 there's, there's, a, there's a protocol and a procedure that we are not aware of that I wish we were. But I think it still needs to be rehashed and it needs to be worked on because it, it's, it's a work in progress. But it also needs to be validated, whatever other players have to say. Because if it doesn't, if it doesn't carry weight, then what's the point of having the rules? I'm just and thinking about Brasileiro here in, in like a year when there are going to be like serious consequences on the line. Go, go ahead, Bridget. Um, I was just going to say it. I mean, have something public so that we all know that there is something happening. Yes, um, and not just you know the the MLS disciplinary report where they will say you know player found guilty, fined, uh, undisclosed amount, whatever, mm -hmm. um, or found innocent, but fined undisclosed amount, whatever. Um, but to also have, you know, a, an accountability system, just like yellow cards on the field. I mean, behavior off the field is, is tracked as well. And I think that should, I mean, with Fragapane, we're not talking about one incident. I mean, Chara was the, the big one. Um, but there was another, you know, training day right. situation right. as right. well. Right. Um, so, you know, you, you might have those allegations against a player who would never say such a thing, et cetera, et cetera. And then a totally different um, setting says something as well. So, you know, it's not just, you know, one off heat of the moment being player being stupid or, you know, yep. something yep. like that. But I mean, yeah, there, the system needs to, change and the official needs to be able to do more than to go up to the coaches and say hey what would you like to do what would your players like to do mm -hmm. uh, Elfath stands were tied in this situation and it's it's dumb um i mean how how do we deal with this anywhere else i mean we we don't have a system to deal with this you know anywhere else so that's again why I think it's going to be That's, so interesting next year. With the, but I say, let us see. Yeah, see I think that, yeah, I think plays out. is going to be like the guinea pig in a sense yes. of trying yeah. to figure things out. And I can't wait for it to all explode. And I mean, I, 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 I always, hopefully I always function like Brazilian... and, then, and, then, and then spread, but we'll see. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, the... I always love Brazilian telenovela. So I can't wait for this one to unfold and just be like. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like to acknowledge that the reason that there is not a system in place is because people think that this is not an issue mm, and that it's, right. you know, one you. person being an asshole. Um, so, of course, a league run mostly by middle-aged white men white is dudes, going yep. to say that, no, racism isn't a problem. We don't need to have a system to address 
racism and homophobia and this and this and this. Um, but also you can't hold a political sign or say anything in the stands, but, but no, it's not a problem. So why would we have a policy and why would we publicize our policy? Because that would be acknowledging that you that have a, a race that's a problem in the league, uh, which is... they're never going to do. So um, it's good that if, if it were to happen with taxi anywhere, that this happens with Inter Miami, who has multiple Black Player Coalition members um, on the side, on the pitch at that moment, to really kind of drive this thing forward. Yeah. Um, and that's Portland had, I think, one rep uh, at the time of the Fraga Chara incident, that but right, that though. didn't. It, I mean, it didn't gain much ground. No, um, right. Because they're because it didn't come out until later. Like Chara didn't say it until like after the game, so right. it wasn't like a. It, it, it was a different. It unfolded differently than the taxi thing. Um, but yeah, well, let's keep moving. You hopefully Yedlin can help move that forward and yes. change that system. I, a little I, bit. I think. I think just to end on this on this piece, I think what happened in the Inter Miami and DC United game the way that it was handled should become standard. And that should be uh, when the MLS uh, Players Association is meeting, when the Black Players Coalition is meeting, they should, you know, make that be the standard way of doing it. So then people understand yeah. what needs to happen in that sort of sense. And then, then that is a step forward instead of just, well, I hope someone on our team knows how to handle something like this. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because That's- that doesn't really... They made it the standard. All. They made it the standard in USL after San Diego Loyal and and Phoenix. So, right. um, if if they could manage it, a league that's also horribly disorganized and has its own issues, um, if USL can can function with that policy, then I think MLS can definitely handle it if they care you to you know try so. or something. Right. All right. Well. This moves into the next one as well. Uh, Segway, speaking of uh, not wanting to recognize everything, just uh, general bigotry, homophobia, transphobia, but this one. Um, This is the Seattle Sounders player, uh, Javi. What's his last name? Ariaga. Thank you. So I got very I got very nervous when when Bridget posted this one because I just saw Xavi (laughs) and I was like, Oh no! Please don't destroy all of my Barcelona memories and Kurt coach of Barcelona. I'm like, did Xavi do do a racism or a, or a homophobia, transphobia? Please no. So it's not him. Dif- different Xavi um, or Javier in this case. Um, yeah, he he posts this uh, story. I guess it's on IG. Um, I don't I don't need to bother trying to describe it. It's just stupid, transphobic, homophobic indoctrination whatever from the tv and obviously millions of people caught it and we caught it and he put out a pathetic attempt of an apology if, if we can even call it an apology um, it was a it was an explanation of where it yeah. was coming from um and said explanation was that it's a piece of artwork by a right. artist and he was not aware of what it was trying to say. Although it's pretty uh, clear. I mean, there's clear. rainbows coming out of the TV and into the yep. children's heads, and the parents are tied up. Yeah. Um, it's so explicitly he clear. <laughs> he says that he's, you know, he didn't mean to cause harm. He he supports 
your way of life. Um, ports, but possibly does not agree with. Uh, yeah, so, um, yep. <laughs> and then yesterday, That's right here say. in St. Paul, we see these people who think that TV is indoctrinating the kids and recruiting them into a trans or uh, gay way of life. Um, I'm not sure I'm aware drag. of this. Oh, uh, the, the story the time. Life, yes, the, that I yeah, didn't know. The, yeah, yeah. Okay. Same thing. All right. the same thing. People will say it's not the same thing. It is. Um, but yeah, even if you're not, even if you're not aware of the message that something sends, or if that's not what you mean, uh, maybe don't repost art that clearly has a message. Yes. If you don't know what the message is, maybe don't post it on your IG and then delete That's right. It. Like <laughs> once again, whether it's social media or like doing it on the pitch, there's going to be a camera or an audio or, or yep. something on you. Like you will get caught, period. And the excuse that wasn't my intention means zero. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nothing. So just don't. Just don't. Yep. 100%. I think I think also um, you know um, one thing that we need to talk about in a sense is is the response that, that Schmetzer had about this about, about this about um, mm -hmm. situation and he said what did he say you know literally he said I don't agree with it I don't agree with it at all uh, people who people are who they are it's not TV trying to brainwash people a lot of people were hurt by the Instagram post they have a right to be hurt. Chavi apologized, and when he comes back from national team duty, because I think he plays for Colombia, right? Yeah. Um, I have a good conversation with him, trying to help him out in a club. We have a good social social equity network, and he'll sit down with them and talk things through, and just make sure he understands what he shares wasn't correct. Uh, beyond just disagreeing with the implied worldview of this image, um, Smetzer also, you know, shared his frustrations. Um, and, you know, is, is saying that this is an opportunity to, to learn. And I'm sorry, he plays for Ecuador. Sorry, I thought he meant Colombia, but it's Xavi plays for Ecuador, so Ecuador national team. So, but Ariaga, I mean, like, here's the thing, like, you know, like if you think of some of the most progressive um, MLS clubs, you think of Sounders, you think of Portland, and those are the two teams that currently are, you know, are dealing with some hard stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, once again, it goes back to what I said with the California thing too. It's just like there, there is no you well, know, and, safe yeah. spot. Every, every, everybody's vulnerable everywhere. And and when you're when you're considering the players too, I mean, they're they're not from those you know progressive right. cities. Um, like we saw uh, when Colin Martin came out. I mean, there are so many players who spend their have spent their entire lives and most of their uh, social time with with guys from the locker room and who just don't have never known um, a gay person and and so they don't know the impact um, if you've never met anyone or seen their experiences aside from you know maybe Christian artwork um, you might not understand what you know what these things are actually doing so so yeah it's it's good that that Schmetcher, Schmetcher is on that um, and that uh, you know, they have the resources to kind of educate them and uh, Javi specifically right now, but, but in general, they can, you know, give, give these players the perspective that they wouldn't have otherwise. I mean, it's, yeah, Portland's 
progressive. Uh, you could even, you know, you could even say that Minnesota is fairly progressive, but there's literally one player from here and everyone else comes from very different cultures. So um, yeah, you are gonna have those issues and it's not something that anyone is going to, uh, you don't get like a welcome packet when you join a club about, you know, here's, here's our community makeup and our demographics here um, act appropriately. <laughs> there, should, there should be a, are you a fascist intake form? <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, Bridget, because I remember getting, I, ha I had some information about what was happening with the, uh, the uh, drag story time. What, so was there a pretty high turnout in terms of the opposition then yesterday? Uh, the photos I saw, like 20 people, probably. Uh, I mean, that, masks, that's enough for their some... stupid social media blast, right? That's all they exactly. want. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it was yeah. enough to it was enough to be intimidating for all these little kids. Um, right, bunch of them were masked, God some of them were not. Lots of lots of signs and banners. Um, but I know the the uh, the crew that mobilized us for for that stuff and for the encampments and everything was was out there and prepared. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I got the not, call too. Not I was knowing, busy. yeah, not knowing how many would actually show up, but mm -hmm. um, they were able to kind of get between them and the kids. Um, Mayor Melvin Carter was there and he posted about um, the event. He didn't address directly, did not address um, anything that happened outside. Um, that's, that's cool that he was the, just present. Yeah, though. he was, yeah, he was there. He, he spoke, he posted a, a picture of him speaking with the little girl who had just gotten her first library card. So he in, like invited her up to the front and to congratulate her and talk to her a little bit. So he posts that picture and, and, and some of those, those same uh, Patriot front people are posting comments like of rumor, child abuse, you know, all that BS. So, um, so yeah, that, that's still alive and well um, outside of community centers right here in progressive St. Paul. Yes. Yes. All right. We got one more in this block here. Um, one more. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> Three down, one more. That's one it. Just one more. Hang in with us, guy. I know. It's kind of like just hanging. One more, and that's it. Took took a I mean, jab, took a cross, took a left hook. Here comes the right. knee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're, yeah. If you're marking off right your now. bingo boards. <laughs> that's right. Uh, uh, all right. This is uh, U.S. Men's National Team played. Where did they play? It was in. Uh, what country were they in? It was in Europe, right? Yeah, I can't remember. Germany. It was in Germany. Yeah, I think. So they played Japan. Um, Japan smoked them. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys want to talk about the actual game itself, but it was from what fun I, to watch. I mean, from what I understand, was... they just look like crap. The, the, the U.S. did, and, and Japan were organized as they tend to be, and took it to them. Go ahead, Rodrigo. No, I, I, I mean, here's one thing that I've always been a big fan of: is Japan, um, both the women's and the men's team, um, just because they're so technical, right? And they might not have the star power of an Argentina or even um, any other teams, but what they do, they do as a team and they do it well. And so I think, I think one of the things that happened is you, you didn't have everyone that should be starting to play this game. Um, but at the same time, you, they weren't prepared to the kind of pressure that um, that Japan was going to be able to do and how technical they were. 
And I think it's a good test for the USA because if this is what you what you uh, you're gonna face face in in the World Cup, this is something that you need to fix, right? And rather yep. fix it in a friendly than doing any other things. There, there are chances that they had, but I think it was just a lot of frustration of people who not, you know, I love De La Torre, but he was out, 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 man. And he was just out physically and just every time a player um, had a ball, there was always someone on top of them. And I think that's the thing that, you know, if you're going to let Japan press, they're going to beat you. Right. And I think the frustration was evident. Um, but overall, I mean, I just think it's it's a building block situation. Hopefully, they'll be able to be, you know, things for them to fix for the next friendly. But I'm excited for Japan because this is a Japan that plays. It's going to be yeah. fun to watch them tear up their group. So everything you just said there, Rodrigo, would be the correct way to respond to the United States losing and a friendly, you know, Granted, it's a tune-up, and it's their last tune-up before the whole thing starts. Sadly, uh, racism and uh, <laughs> ethno-nationalism. Um, so what happens is just a bunch of idiots obviously respond with terrible, terrible things, uh, racist against Japanese people, bringing in uh, atom bomb and Pearl Harbor jokes. And it's just like, can we not? just why what what is the purpose of this what how is this contributing in any way and it, it was it was so frustrating like i threw my phone i was so mad and it's it's so like people joke too soon but literally that was like two generations ago yep. it's not like we're far removed from from any of this um, you know, people, if this game had been played in Japan, people in the stands would have dealt directly with all of these jokes that people are making. And yep. they think that, you know, they think that an ill-advised uh, American war act is, is a joke. Um, and it's ridiculous. Um, I had another point there, but I lost it, so. It's all right. It was just infuriating. I was, oh God. And, and, and it's not like, I mean, we, we didn't even get into explore the whole situation. I mean, obviously at that time, Japan was doing terrible things as well, but neither of those things even matter in this sense. It's, like, no. it's just, it's just an athletic it's, event. Just take right. it at face it's value. Friendly <laughs> soccer. Like, yes. Sake. Doesn't even count. Um, like, oh, the, the thing I was going to mention, they, Japan had some of their own uh, responses, mm, and the best one, <laughs> the best one was, "How didn't they score? America has all those guns. Ah! They can't shoot." <laughs> oh, <that's shocking>. <laughs> <laughs> that that tweet was going around, and and most people were like, "Okay, yep, that's good. That that is how you banter. If you want to bring politics into it, bring some some stupid policy, not yeah." Uh, not an okay, that has, that, be, that has to be that has to be the name of, of this episode. <laughs> they not? America has the they guns. Have all the guns. <laughs> Pretty funny. Oh uh, no! All right. Um, yeah. Okay, both you can take a breather. Rodrigo, do you have anything to add? Um, I mean, Peru played Mexico in a friendly. Um, they both look like crap. Yeah. Um, That's international, but fine. Go ahead. Yeah. And, <laughs> 
I got. I mean, we're talking about crap, you know. I think, but one thing that I love to see is that I think there were more Mex, the more Peruvian fans in this in in the at Rose Bowl than they were Mexican fans. So, oh, that nice. one was here. Nice. Yeah. Um, let's do here's here's some, some positive news. Uh, the union, of course, we had the representative here on the program. Uh, they they had their vote, eighteen to nine, passed. So the uh, it's happening. Got the uh, the contract done. So congrats to the uh, Minnesota United in house. Um, what's what's the full thing? They're like the um, I can't remember the actual in house camera crew thingy. In house yeah. broadcasts. Yeah, in house broadcasts. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So camera crew still, thingy. So congrats. Sounds more official though, right? Don't you guys agree? Oh, yeah, camera crew sure. thingy. Camera crew thingy. <laughs> so they oh. still they still have yet to work out their contract like with the club, but mm-hmm. the the unionization the union vote, vote is done yes. and it mm-hmm. passed. Um, so now the ball is in Minnesota's court, and we'll see if they, you know, well, they something pay decent. those big bucks to that lawyer firm. We'll see what happens. God, there's so much pressure. Just please don't step on another rake, please. Um, Leagues Cup. I, I still don't even understand this tournament, but it's Leagues Cup. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh. Is, that, is that when we measure like our, our tumblers and then we just compare how much we dazzle yes. them and and then whoever has the most fancy one makes it to I mean that would be awesome something like that okay, it's, just, it's MLS just MLS and uh, and Liga Amiakis uh, it's expanding it was, next year I know that Go ahead, yeah Lisa. I think I think it was when they were trying to work out if if the two leagues could like you know work together more mm-hmm. and that was like the practice run like have a couple teams from each league play in a tournament yeah um, so it, there's it no incentive though like there's no, no like, it doesn't it get you anywhere like, yet like it just started as like a friendly thing just yeah to, that's the whole point to, like you know if you're gonna start a cup or a tournament make it worth something that's that's okay? that's, that's my point that's what i always say yes especially if you're um, gonna play it in a in a world cup year when half yeah. players are gone and you're already like pushing these guys right you know well i, I only bring it up club media could be to lafc and pks whatever the big one is Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati shows up in a big way and really beats down uh, Chivas Guadalajara three to one with uh, Vasquez and Brenner scoring. And I mean, that's huge for Cincinnati. So congrats to them for, you know, taking down a legendary. Yeah, they're no longer the um, what's the right word or image here? Eternal wooden spoon. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. They're not the they're not the eternal wooden spoon. Now they're they're. and they're solidly in the playoffs too for MLS. So I mean, it's it's a good turnaround. Um, the question is, can they keep everyone that they currently? Yeah, have? I know. Um, Real Salt Lake and Atlas also played, and Atlas wins this match. But that's not the story. Uh, I'm sure you all saw Herrera's midfield golazo, like literally at the midfield line, and he sees the keeper off his off his line and just blasts that thing, and it just skies right over his head into goal. Just gorgeous gorgeous chip what a goal <laughs> that was awesome was that better than slatan's mls goal oh i mean i'm a sucker for all the jump kicks and karate moves man so i don't know i like them all i don't know i mean i don't think we've seen a, a chip like that where it doesn't even take a single bounce it goes upper corner from, it was pretty impressive and it was further than center line it was like was 70 it? yards yep. or something oh, it was amazing like, yeah, so I that say thing, this one's better than Slatan's. That's what I'm saying. It, okay. Yeah, if if it weren't for the net, that one would have been a few rows up in the stands without a. <laughs> so. It was awesome. 
Um, Rodrigo, you you're, uh, you want to take NWSL here? Kind of get us caught up quickly? Um, I put some standings in there. I, I, I can do it yeah, fast. Can you, you read you want, the standings for me? Standings, right. Well, th- this has already changed, but b- before yesterday, it was Thorns 1 at 35, San Diego 34, Rain 34, Dash 33, and kind of goes from there. But two matches left. The rain play, played in one yesterday, so they actually jumped. So they're for the time being, they're in first place. They clinched their playoff spot. Um, and then the one that maybe we want to mention here, uh, North Carolina Courage, who at this point in this table were out of the playoffs. Uh, Debian just took on a, a Super Saiyan mode and like exploded and has a hat trick um, all over the place against Gotham. So they went three nil yesterday and that jumps them into the playoffs. Um, they're in yeah, the thing now. Yeah. Yeah. The Binia is just, as some people call her, she's a cheat code. She's the Konami cheat code. So I swear. Like, yeah. I mean, if you look at it right now, like, uh, North Carolina is in what's considered the final series playoff. So, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's like, and like Angel City have been playing so well. And then like, it's just, it's just really weird how this, how, how this table has changed so frequently, and I like that about it. It's like yep. there isn't, you know, like from literally from first to fifth, almost six, three to four points is the difference, right? Mm-hmm. That is a tight table, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, that is as, as, as tight as I can, I, I can see it, and I think it's, it's, it's going to be a really interesting. Um, like really interesting playoff when it comes to, and I think that's one of the things. Uh, the game next week, man. Matches. Next week is it? It's decision day. Yeah. Um, uh, the matches yeah, right. are still coming in today. Um, I think uh, Kansas City plays Washington. Angel City plays uh, Racing Louisville. So we'll see if Angel City can pick up some points. The Pride play the Wave, so that should be interesting as well too, because the Wave need to need to continue, and then the Thorns beat what currently is the last one of the few last teams there the red stars so um i mean yeah decision day is right around the corner no more tweets um no more tweets from from playgrounds or food trucks anymore we, we, we're going into the nitty-gritty of what is the the wonderful nwsl playoffs and hopefully we'll be able to to talk more about that and and do that or maybe even host like a live watching a show on, on the interwebs or something. Interwebs. Um, I'm going to throw uh, MLS had one match yesterday and, and uh, kind of went down to the wire because San Jose kind of loves to make those last minute comebacks, but it wasn't enough. Uh, they host Galaxy and it's Galaxy 3-2. Uh, the narrative here is its implications for Minnesota United who dropped to seven, the last spot in the playoffs. So they really need to... Uh, <laughs> get their jobs done in these last two matches, uh, Minnesota, they really can't afford to lose and a tie might even mess things up. So the pressure is on. Um, Bridget, I'll throw to you for some go for women. Uh, so Gophers played, uh, sorry, Indiana. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, too many things going on here, right now. Yeah, so Gophers played Indiana on uh, Thursday night. Um, Indiana has outscored their opponents like 10-0 this season and has had seven or eight consecutive 0-0 draws. 
Um, so we weren't really expecting a whole lot from Thursday's game. Uh, but what ends up happening is Gophers win 3-0 over the Hoosiers. Um, big one. Uh, first half was, was kind of a mess. Neither team could really uh, figure things out in the final third. Um, Gophers score off of a corner kick early in the second half. Uh, that's goal number one, maybe five, eight minutes later, they score second. And then the third was marked as an own goal. Um, mm. But Krista Van Loon had had the touch on goal um, and it kind of deflected off the keeper. So nice. uh, we're just going to consider those three goals for the Gophers. Um, big, huge result. I mean. Indy yeah. hadn't conceded a single goal all season. Uh, that was the first Big Ten uh, game at home. Um, going into today, they play Northwestern. It's going to be a top of the table, Northwestern. Yep. yep. So that's going to be a big matchup. Um, it's Rock the Robbie Day, so ton should be a ton of people. Lots of lots of maroon today. Um, can, you, can you get me a T-shirt, Bridget? I went to XL. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> okay. I mean, you, 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 and, uh, you know, all the, all the people equal time. I mean, I, I, my kid won't get yeah, me anything. Between. So, <laughs> between so you literally have somebody over can. there. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> so my kid though, I was trying to convince Issa to stay over last night. Cause we all had, we went to a, a wedding reception dinner for, uh, her auntie and she was like, no, I got gossip to get back to. And I got to do stuff. I got to do journalism <laughs> stuff. And I was like, I was like, I was like, what? what she hit the big time. She doesn't need you. I That's know, right. right? I mean, yeah. I mean, equal time soccer. Her and Matt did a really good interview with the with players and and at the Tommies and 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 Coach Sheila. Um, and I I was really impressed of uh, how yeah. they put that stuff together and how Isa is just. I'm just really proud of the work that she's doing and she's having fun doing that stuff. So I'm I'm happy to. To, to seal that and the coverage that they're getting. So, so, you know, when, when, when you, when your kid brags that they know an Aurora player and their parents and, you know, their parents are always retweeting or, or, or commenting on the stuff that they write, you know, that's, that's more than I'll ever get. So. That's always cool. Yeah. That's a good place to take a break. I think I can't top that. <laughs> uh, we'll do some international stick around. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show where we tackle international news and we have some, right? <laughs> we do. We do. They get the friendlies. I, did, I didn't put them all in here just because why but um let's go back to one of the topics of conversation last week which was the other this week in races and the big one with uh vinicius jr there and real madrid and, and atletico madrid um so there there was a response from atletico madrid uh i don't need to read all the whole thing here but basically blah 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 they emphatic, emphatically condemned the unacceptable chance it's, it's kind of the same 
thing that you all have referred and referred to already. Um, I'm going to skip down here. This, this part is kind of interesting, though. They do say, quote, we've contacted the authorities to offer them our collaboration and investigation, uh, blah, 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 demand the identification of people who participated in order to proceed with the immediate expulsion of those who are members of the club. So at least there's ta they're talking about an expulsion and a, probably a lifetime ban or whatever. But again, it's one of those things where hopefully Brasileirão works, and then it's just like you start losing points, and there's like a direct and immediate consequence that impacts the entire club um along with this too um so on monday oh la liga actually responded to and said they're going to sanction the supporters but um they played uh so during this match in fact wait, wait, uh, i got a they, joke i got a joke i got a joke okay. they're gonna sanction supporters by giving them barcelona stock <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny actually <laughs> You know what? One of the one of the trippy things throughout this whole process it has <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a stress for me to be like I'm a Real Madrid supporter because that's not true. But I'm I'm obviously rooting for the players and and sort of kind of for the team. But it's it's weird to think of Real Madrid as the good guys. <laughs> I'm just not right, used to that. Right, right, right. <laughs> For so um, long, you've always like Real Madrid's been the bad yes. guys, and to see them in a different position is like yes, I don't know what to do. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like it's like. It's like, clap, right? Do I yeah. clap or? Yeah. But so it, the, the incident happens, uh, all those uh, racist asshole supporters doing their, their chant or whatever. Uh, Real Madrid ultimately win the, win, win the match two to one. Uh, Rodrigo con Ipsilon, the other Rodrigo, he scores and he immediately points to Vinny Jr. is like, come over here, my guy. And they do their little samba together in, in front of the Atletico supporters, which was like, Snaps. I hope one day, like a reporter asked them, I was like, what song is playing in your head while you're dancing in the samba? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Yep. Well, I, I, I was joking around with, uh, with uh, Rob Pedersen Roberto on, on, the, on the chat. I was like, man, I, I'd love for Brazil and Spain to meet in a, in a knockout stage in the cup. And then like <laughs> Vinicius just like goes off Super Saiyan style and scores like a, a hat trick or a brace or whatever and then just grabs a spanish flag and throws it down and sambas on top of the spanish flag like that would be that'd be amazing trolling i still am my fantasy is still to have someone in a world cup do the randy moss moon celebration <laughs> that is like classic classic like it needs to happen yep i'm kind of yeah, shocked it, it hasn't already like it's it's just a it. prime like how can you not? Yeah. Um, we'll see. We've got the Libertadores Femenino. It's going to start pretty soon. Um, groups are set, but they're not complete. So you've got defending champs, Corinthians in group A with Olympia from Paraguay. Our friends always ready from Bolivia, Deportivo Cali, Colombia. Uh, there's a space for an Ecuadorian team to be determined in group B, along with uh, uh, Defensor Sporting from Uruguay. Boca Juniors, of course we know Argentina, Ferroviaria from Brazil, C's got Palmeiras, Universidad de Chile from Chile, one more Ecuadorian spot open, uh, Libertadá Limpeño, Paraguay, and then D's got América de Cali, Colombia, open spot for Peru, I'm not sure who they're sending yet, uh, Rodrigo, I hope it's, uh, open I hope Venezuela, it's, uh, and Santiago from Chile, go ahead. I hope it's Alianza Lima, because they're a decent okay. spot, but we'll see, I mean... Cool. I, I love it that they have Ecuador one, Ecuador two, <laughs> and then yeah. Peru, Venezuela. I was like, you might as well just put those 
those those national teams in there, there might be a little bit better competition for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just th- th- this just makes me proud and happy. Like the the Golden Boot race in Brasileiro on on pause right now with all the internationals and stuff. But um, Goyaz striker Pedro Raul is just having like a career defining season right now. He is tied for first place with. Uh, uh, German Kanu from Fluminense, they both have 15 goals, uh, but Pedro Raul has fewer matches. So the other dude has 15 and 27. He has 15 and 25. So I, I hope he sticks around. I'm sure like his phone is probably ringing off the hook to probably go to like Flamengo or Sao Paulo or maybe Europe, maybe the MLS, who knows? But I, I hope he hangs for at least like another year just to is kind he, of solidify this team. Older player. Yeah, uh, um, I think I'll answer that in a second. That he's not where he's terribly serious. old. Yeah, let me get you to say. He's not Ibsen old, right? No, 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 no. Ninety-six. He's twenty-five. Oh, that's not bad. No, that's go play second division, um, Europe League, or go to the MLS. That's what I yeah. would suggest. Yeah. Who knows? I'm. I'm just. It's. It's just. For me, it's a special thing when just getting on this list is cool if you're a Goyaz player, but the fact that he's like tied for first with fewer games, it's good stuff. It makes me happy. They're doing really well. I mean, they're still solid mid-table in a Sulamericana berth. End the season. I'm happy with it. <laughs> Stay put. Yeah. Um, we already talked about Japan, U.S. Rodrigo, you mentioned the Peru and Mexico. Brazil played Ghana and they beat, they beat them 3-0. Like they, they played in a neutral location, too. I think somewhere in Europe. I can't remember now. Um, and it was just cool. Like, everybody, even though, you know, it was kind of a blowout, like, you could tell that all the the Ghana supporters and players were just having a good time. They're just like, I mean, we're playing freaking Brazil. Let's just, <laughs> let's just do what we can and <laughs> try and maybe score a goal. But like, everybody no, let's was, just wait for the after party. That's what they think. Pretty much. Pretty much. That was it. Like they were, everybody was really chill and copacetic and just like enjoying the experience. And yeah. Um, Nations League is also still a thing I'm wrapping my head around. But I think what's interesting about it is, you know, these European teams have to now play well to secure their spots in like the A, B, C brackets or whatever. And England is kind of crashing and burning right now, which is really interesting. And and Hungary, uh, not exactly the best place in the world for anything liberal, progressive, or revolutionary right now, uh, are doing really well. They they actually beat Germany for a second time, I believe. Beat them 1-0. And then um, Italy takes it to England and beats them 1-0. So the standings in that group A are actually Hungary with 10 points, Italy with two, Germany with six, and you've got England in the red zone to be relegated to that group B uh, situation. Uh, the consequences of which are they're, they're left out of Euro, I think. Is that my correct, Bridget? I think so, yeah. yeah. We'll have to verify, but yes. Yeah. Which, which is kind of wild. Um, the other one I put in, I, I just tried to pick some interesting ones here that, that I thought kind of surprised me. Uh, Uruguay, Iran. Iran wins this one 1-0. Iran is not a team to be overlooked. Like it, I know that, again, the ethno-nationalism with the U.S. and everything, people are just thinking they're going to roll well, over I can't team. wait for that rematch, though. That's like, was that 94 World Cup, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that they're was good. A I mean, game. 
they they played great. I, I don't know if you guys recall in the like last World Cup, like they almost beat Portugal. Like that was down to the wire where Portugal scored like the last goal in like the ninety something minute to to knock them out. Like, but Iran is is no joke. And if the U.S. don't, if the U.S. play like they played against Japan, it's not going to go well. <laughs> um, and you know, Ukraine, so much drama in Ukraine, like. Armenia played them again. I think they played obviously like in a, a neutral location. Um, but man, look at this five nil with a bunch of the stars in Europe, like just getting it done. So congrats to them. Like, I think any, any level of uh, celebration and positivity that can, that the, those folks can kind of embrace and celebrate is, is always a good thing. And they're, and they're winning their group too. They are, I, I think this one is maybe B. I can't remember now, but they're 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 number one with ten, Scotland nine, Ireland four, and then Armenia is in the red. So maybe England drops and Ukraine moves up. However, it works. I mean, Armenia could use some positivity too. That's true. A similar situation. Yes. So. Well said. Well said. Yeah, that that region with uh, it's Azerbaijan, right? Yeah. Uh, Bombing that's all been a of mess the big, forever. big cities. Yeah. Damn. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Rodrigo, do you want to take this one on the, the Spanish women situation here? Yeah, so um, 15 of Spain's best women football players have sent a letter asking not to be called up for the national team, saying that the training methods of their head coach are harming their emotional state and health. So the Royal Spanish Football Federation said in a statement that Thursday that it received 15 emails from 15 players asking not to be selected and referred to the players having an issue with the national team, Jorge Pila and his staff. So this feels like a Portland Thorns issue. It does. <laughs> All over again. You know what? It really the, does, the, yeah. This next one is what caught my eye. So they say, quote, the Federation will not admit any type of pressure from any player when adopting sports measures. These types of maneuvers are far from exemplary and outside the values of football and sport and are harmful, unquote. So, like, they are doubling down. They're just like, you guys should be grateful. <laughs> well, right. and, they're, yeah. and they're also saying, well, we'll never call you up to the national team again then. If you refuse right. to play now, you'll never have a chance, which, I mean, they don't want a chance under this guy. And then, and then you guys wonder why I, want, I, I don't dirty. want to sit foot in Spain, right? And then you guys wonder why I don't want to sit a foot in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> um, dirty, dirty. The, the response from from other national teams has, has been great, seeing the players come out and say, hey, like, we're, we're with you. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was Rapino posted the other day, there's 15 of you. You have a 16th with, with this squad. Um, we'll back you on that. I mean, it's, it's something I think we'll probably see more of because clearly mm-hmm. it is, it is an issue and, and, you know, it's not an isolated thing. Um, that it was interesting that one of the, one of the arguments against the whole thing was, well, the letters are all really similar. So obviously they sat and talked about this and worked out, you know, what their issues are like they're making it up because 15 players said, the same thing and cited the same incidents, um, which is not how this works. Nope. Uh, I don't think they're tanking their career just, you know, just for fun. Um, right. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and right. if they get enough pressure from outside to do something. And I also think it's also good to understand that the players, 
insisted on, on, on Friday that they have not asked for court, the coach Jorge Vila to be asked, but instead one from him and the Federation, a clear commitment to professional project with attention paid to all the aspects needed to get the best performance of this group of players, which, you know, mental health, that kind of stuff. You know, they understand that it's not, a, it's not their job in any case to choose a coach, but it's, a, it's their job to express in a constructive and honest way what they consider can improve the performance of the group. So, like, if, you're, yeah. if your players are telling you, like, this is not working, we can't work in this, you know, like, you got to be able to listen to it. They're not asking, you know, I mean, I'd be asking for them to get fired, but that's just, you know, the, the, the way that my mind functions. But they're trying to really be, what's the word, um, I don't know, meet them halfway in a sense, just to mm -hmm. be able to address an issue. Yeah. And that and, and the thing is that this I mean, they to. can they can recognize that if they get a new coach, it could just be the same, same situation, different person, because it's the federation making those decisions. Yeah. Uh it kind of reminds me of the NWSL contract yep. negotiations. Totally does. They're not shooting, they're not I mean, shooting they're just, for the moon, they're, they're asking, asking for some yeah. bare minimum. They're just asking for professional treatment more yes. like the men's side gets. Um yep. and it's I mean, they haven't been as bad as, you know, some of the women's teams uh, through South America, you know, the teams that get no funding at all and no assistance. Um, they do a little bit better than them in Spain, but these situations still aren't acceptable for a squad that's calling itself a, you know, professional international team. Um, yeah, they're really not asking for much and the Federation is acting as if they, you know, asked to take over the entire operation, which is not the case. We, we know that melody. We have heard that song before. Um, all right. We got some much needed positivity and good news after what, what's been a very dark and dreary show, but I, I appreciate you all. And I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that we are covering these things and bringing them to light because they definitely need to be discussed. Um, I just, I just wonder if we should have a separate show just called This Week in Football Racism or Bigotry or something, but <laughs> none of us want to do that. So please stop. <laughs> Everybody stop. Um, okay, so the good stuff here. France has announced they're going to start a new um, award called the um, Premio Socrates, the Socrates Award, basically for athletes that are involved in social issues and social causes, which is kind of cool. I don't have a whole lot of details on it yet. They're talking about it being presented during the uh, golden, uh, what do they call it? The golden ball ceremony with FIFA. I don't know how they're going to tie it in. So we'll kind of see how it works. But, you know, just cool that, A, they're bringing in Socrates' legacy. And then, you know, considering the things we've been discussing today, somebody like, you know, DeAndre Yedlin could win this thing and, be recognized for the good that they're doing outside of just performing on the pitch, which is a good thing. Um, Cruzeiro, congrats to them. They are they're back in Serie A in first division, Brasileirão, after uh, after three years. And you all re will recall from the program because we, we covered this. You guys remember when they were relegated and they were ripping out the chairs, the Minero, and like throwing chairs all over the place? Yeah. They were just souvenir so, shopping, okay? That's right. <laughs> taking this with me. I'm taking this with me. <laughs> yep. So they're back. It, it's, it's been kind of weird, like, honestly, not having them in there. So congrats to them. I've, I've uh, not missed Crusader. That's I'll tell you that much. No? 
no. I, I, I have a soft spot for Cruzeiro. I mean, it's one of the first jerseys I got. Um, I got into him when I think Ronaldo had just left to go play with. It was before he went to Europe. He moved from Cruzeiro to – actually, no, he did go straight from Cruzeiro to uh, Yeah, that's what I thought. Real. Yeah. Or maybe it was but We're Barca talking first. about big, fat Ronaldo, way, right? Go ahead. Yeah. No, so we're talking about – okay. Um, well, here's something that might cheer you up just for, for about 10 seconds. Um, okay. So the second leg of the Brazilian women's soccer final set a new South American record attendance for clubs oh, yeah. of the region. That's, that's my next story. <laughs> All right, go for it. <laughs> no, no, please continue. So Corinthians wins 4-1 against Internacional in Sao Paulo, which brought, and we had mentioned before that the San Diego Stadium holds 32,000. The attendance was 41,070 fans to the Neoquimica yep. Arena on Saturday. Amazing. Um, and the, the even cooler thing was to me is that the, that the first leg, which was played in, I think, Sao Paulo, right? Um, no, in Porto Alegre, uh, was, was 36,000 fans like in attendance yep. in LA. So you're like, okay, great, awesome. You know, women's soccer in Brazil is, is getting its due economic venture. And then you find out that the Brazil Soccer Confederation pays 30 mil Brazilian reals to the men's champion and the women's champion only get one million. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so Show like that. I said, it was it was it was it was a good high and then I brought you down low. So yeah. But I mean I'm excited to see that there's forty one thousand fans going to go see a it's a, pretty cool. Yeah. I mean a league a league final. Like that's awesome. I, I put some I put some footage up on the IG of them mentioning that live in the middle of the match. And I mean it's they 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 do a quick pan. I mean, stadium's packed. It's awesome. Not quite as much as the whatever the record was there with the Barcelona women. It was like sixty or seventy, whatever. But I mean, nonetheless, you take it. But that's that's pretty spectacular. Cool. Well, that's all I got, Rodrigo. Anything um, else? Yeah, no. I just wanted to announce that um, the dates for uh, Mayor's Cup which is uh, Como versus Humboldt have been set. And so it's um, it's October 8th. Um, boys play at five and the girls play at seven. So over at Humboldt. So it should be a really fun atmosphere if you're willing to come out. Um, I will be assistant coaching, so that should be interesting. So I hope people can come out and just be able to be, enjoy some good games going on and support the, the ongoing Mayor's Cup that uh, has been going on for I think four or five years now. So yeah, I'm excited. Cool. So that's good news. Sounds good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bridget had to bounce, but I guess on behalf of her, um, thank you all. Thank you both Bridget and Rodrigo and listeners and uh, patreon.com backslash MN football show is the thing. Get some nice little outtakes and stick them up there and appreciate all you guys, all, all you listeners that are supporting us. But yeah. Hopefully we do not have a racism and bigotry heavy show next week, please. Right, because then if we turn into – we don't want to turn into another podcast. We just can't handle another podcast. That's what I'm saying. Our capacity is at fault. We can't do it. True. That's right. All right. Cool. We'll see you all next week. Ciao. Ciao.